Yo, yo, this is Lunch. Yo, what up? This is Neek, and you're now tuned in to the number one radio show for music, topics, interviews, and much, much more. The Groove Live Show, hosted by DJ Mello Jones on the ones and twos. Y'all know what it is. Y'all heard it first. Y'all know what it is, man. It's between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. right here on Miami's number one Billboard charted radio station, WKMT, DB, The Great FM. Connecting the world through music. And it's a Thursday. Y'all know what time it is, man. It's time for another episode, and I'm really, really excited to be back. Um, Yeah, man, I'm your host, DJ Melo Jones. I'm on the ones and twos this evening, and I got some things I want to talk to y'all about. Of course, we're going to play music, too. I mean, this is the Groove Live show. It wouldn't be much without music, you know what I'm saying? But in addition to music, we got some topics Really interesting things we're going to talk about. And we also got a special interview coming um, coming up very soon. Very, very soon. That's with the big homie Craig Scott. So y'all stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about some things, some things that's going on in the, wor- in the world, especially in America, man. We, I mean, we really got to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it um, too. You know, I, I'm going to get into the central underlying topic of this week's show. Um I don't even know how to put it into words. I think the central underlying topic for this week's show is really how do we heal the soul of America? I mean, I'm really going to talk about some some really interesting things going on in America right now, especially with the big homie Craig Scott and what, what we can do as citizens in order to, to change it. But I, I really want to talk about some things, some things that we really need to address Um you know, gun violence. Whew. I mean, I mean, I don't even want to get into it right now. I mean, I don't want to, you know, you know, damper the mood a little bit too much. We got some good music to get into, but I really, really want to talk about that. I really want to talk about that and, um, you know, just the future of this country, you know, leadership-wise. Where are we going as a country? What are we doing out here? I think there's some things that we really need to talk about there. So we're going to talk about that very, very soon. But um, as y'all know, this is the Groove Live Show. We love to stay groovy here. So I got some music for y'all. And um, this first track I got is um, by a lovely lady. A lovely lady. I'm sure y'all heard of her. Her name is Erica Badu. Uh, she's an amazing artist. And uh, we're going to get into some music by her. We're going to be in a mix a little bit. So y'all enjoy the music. You know what I'm saying? This is um, this first track I got is some Erica Badu with Apple Tree. Right here on the Groove Live Show with your host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Chew. I'd like to dedicate this to all of the Creator's righteous children. I have some food in my bag for you. Not that edible food. The food you eat? No. I have some food for thought. Since knowledge is infinite, it has infinitely fell on me. So, uh, it was a stormy night. You know the kind where the lightning strikes And I was hanging out with some of my artsy friends Ooh, you, you The night was long, the night went on We were going out through the break of dawn Incense was burning so I'm feeling right I see I picked my friends like a pick of fruit Nagani told me that when I was only you I don't walk around trying to be what I'm not I don't waste my time trying to get what you got I work it pleasing me cause I can't please you Feel like a willow tree, do we do 
Y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your main man, DJ Mellow Jones on the ones and twos. And we're in the mix right now. That was a little bit of Erica Badu. You know what I'm saying? I love this album, Baduism. She killed this. This is a legendary album. And uh, we're not done with Erica Badu yet. I just want to let y'all know we do got a topic to get into. So we're going to get into that very, very soon. But um, I don't know. I just want to let y'all know. You know, the topic is coming. You know what I'm saying? Don't go nowhere. We got more music for y'all. And uh, y'all just stay tuned. We got a topic coming for y'all. Y'all stay tuned. This next track I got by Erica Badu. One of my favorite songs by her uh, of all time. This is some on and on. Right here on the Groove Live Show with your host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Choo! Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I, had to, I gotta give this song its due justice. You know what I'm saying? On and on, like I said to y'all, one of my favorite tracks by Erica Badu, and um, this track is amazing. I mean, when y'all listen to the song, I really want y'all to understand what she was really saying. You know what I'm saying? When she spits these lyrics, it's a lot deeper than, you know, what meets the ear. You know what I'm saying? So really listen into this track and really um, take heed to what she's saying. She's really saying some deep things, so let's get into it. All right? Choo! 
Groove Live Show. This your main man, DJ Melo Jones. And I just want to let y'all know, it's time to get into the topics, man. We're going to talk some things. We're going to talk about some things, man. So, the topic, a central underlying topic of this show is healing the soul of America. And, man, I mean, we just had, we just had Independence Day. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Just Just Independence Day, and it's crazy, man. We went through a lot. We went through a lot as a nation. Um, you know, first of all, you know, congratulations on America for, you know, happy birthday, America, basically. But I'm going to have to get you another mic, man. This thing is messing with me. Hold on one second, John. Mike check, Mike check, one, two, one, two. Mike check, Mike check, one, two, one, two. My bad, y'all. My bad, y'all. I'm back. And I want to talk some things with y'all. I want to talk some things. And like I said, you know, it's America's birthday. Shout out to America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to America. They're doing their thing. Um, but it, it's crazy. A lot of things that's going on in the world. I know. I don't know if y'all know about it, but. On July 4th itself, we had two mass shootings, one in the northeast New England area and one in the Midwest or the south in Texas. And it's crazy. I mean, we've we've had over 340 mass shootings and we're barely halfway through the year. We've only been about 100 or so, 100 or so days into the year, and we've had over 300 mass shootings. That is crazy. And I think that sheds light on a lot of deeper issues going on in in American society that we're I think we, we keep sweeping under the rug. I mean we, 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 we keep talking about, you know, America's the land of the free and you know, the America's the best country ever and all of this, but I think it's time for us to kinda be a bit more humble as Americans and understand that we have a lot of issues. I mean we're the number one country in a lot of negative areas and a lot of um, negative metrics as far as, you know, number of mass shootings per capita, you know, mental health issues among citizens and stuff like that. It's crazy. And I think, like I said, we got to be more humble. We got to be more humble and and just willing to admit that we, we have issues. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everybody has issues and every country has issues. And I think you, you just got to be humble enough to recognize that. And I think we as Americans, we, we got to do that. I mean, we got to recognize that we're not living right. We we have a lot of um, turmoil, underlying turmoil and, and, and toxicity and animosity towards each other, fellow Americans, um, a lot of it, you know, racially charged, ethnically charged, um, religiously charged or, you know, whatever the case. And I think if we really are going to call ourselves the land of the free, we, we, we really got to think about um, what freedom really means. 
you know what does freedom really means you know what what is the 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 pillars that this country was founded on are we really living up to them are we really a country for the people um for the people by the people no of the people for the people and by the people are we really doing that are we really looking out for each other in america and what is our culture like and honestly i I feel like american culture is very very cold you know um that's why we wanted to we have the highest rates of suicides amongst um developed nations uh highest rates of mental health issues obviously highest rates of um (laughs) of mass shootings i mean i think we're we're number one on the charts by a huge margin and uh, i think I don't know. I, I think it's the culture. I, I think it, it's so competitive here. It's so cold, you know. I, I think it, it's difficult for people to really have real relationships, real friendships with other people. Everything is about, you know, capital. Everything is about money. Everything is about opportunity and, and climbing that ladder. And, you know, people rarely you know talk to their neighbor i don't i don't think people really develop real meaningful relationships everybody's so focused on what they got going on and getting themselves to the next level and there's a there's good to that but i I think too much of anything is a bad thing i I think balance is what we should all strive for and it's it's crazy i I see people uh, i've interacted with people from other countries and they feel the same thing they back in their home country it's much warmer it's um, not in temperature wise i mean you know metaphorically it's it's warmer you know you you have relationships with your community here it's not really community we we all try to come together as a community when we've experienced something tragic or something devastating like a mass shooting or or um you know someone dying at the hands of police brutality or you know, something climate related that destroyed a community. We always try to come together when um when when things go awry, but we I don't know. I don't think people r- really come together and form a sense of solidarity in their community just just because like we don't need a tragic event to bring us closer. I think we should nurture our communal relationships whether things are going good or things are going bad you know and i don't know everybody's so individualistic here you know and and it's hard to have a strong sense of community if everyone's focusing on themselves you know and it's crazy and i think that's why a lot of people feel lonely and that's why i think a lot of people become very materialistic they think you know what they have defines them and I think people are deep down in their heart in, in in strong competition with everyone around them. They see everyone around them as a threat. Everyone's trying to take advantage of each other. And of, I mean, of course, that's going to equate to a lot of violence, a lot of um, animosity towards fellow Americans based on, you know, whatever differences they have, you know, racial differences, religious differences, um, you know, political differences or their belief system or whatever the case and i think we should focus on you know what makes us 
similar the our 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 citizenship our sovereignty the fact that you know we are a part of a great country at the end of the day the u.s is a great country you got to give the u.s credit for what it is but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be humble and recognize the the huge issues that we have to deal with internally you know um, we got to heal the soul of america i mean too many people are dying at the hands of gun violence. Too many people don't have someone to talk to. And I, I think that's one of the big issues. I, I think a lot of what's going on is just a reflection of a huge mental health crisis that I think exists in the United States. You know, in other developed nations, you know, therapy is seen as medicine. And, you know, medicine is usually socialized in other um in other advanced uh, democracies across the world. So if someone's going through something, they have, they have someone to talk to, you know, and it's normalized to, for people to go to therapy, for people to, to take yoga classes, for people to, you know, go to AA meetings. It's not stigmatized or seen as taboo or anything like that. It's, you know, we all have mental stuff that we're going through we all have stuff that we want to get off our chest and you have to vent yeah i mean and that's another thing when when the culture is so competitive people are afraid to be vulnerable they they feel like if you open up to someone they're going to take advantage of you and and i've seen that reflect into the relationship realm as well like people are you know keeping secrets from their their significant other or they're not being open with their partner or it doesn't even have to be romantic relationships, you know, friendships or familial relationships. People are kind of keeping reservations where they should be, they should be able to be transparent. I, I know not every family is perfect, you know, so if you don't come, if your given family is full of issues, I understand that, you know, you don't have much control over that, but our friends are our chosen family. So, even in your friendship realm, you should be able to have strong relationships with your friends where you can just be open and transparent and shouldn't have to, you know, feel like you got to keep things inside, afraid of judgment, afraid of ridicule, afraid of, um, I don't know, being looked at as less than, you know, and I don't know, I, I think it's very important for us to, um, for us to, work on our, our, our relationships with each other. You know, mental health is a big thing. Very, very big thing. And um, I don't know. I, I think that's something we need to talk to. And I think that translates into a lot of the issues that we have here. Uh, people are afraid to talk about their differences or their fears or, or whatever else is going on in their world, you know. And I think it's important to talk about that stuff very very important and be open about it and that sense of transparency i think really provides a lot of healing in people's hearts it's therapeutic very therapeutic and i think we all need that us as a country we need that we need to talk about our faults we need to talk about you know the the racism that's deeply rooted in this country and i'm I'm excited to um talk to my special guest uh craig scott He's going to be tuning in very, very soon. And we're going to talk about a lot of these things as well. And 
what we can do in order to really heal the soul of America. I mean, there's only so much power us uh, we all have on the individual level, but we got to do something. We really, really do. I mean, we can't keep on having these mass shootings. We can't keep on, um, I don't know, having these racially charged um, incidents or religious um, squabbles or uh, it's just too much. We we have too much going on internally that we're not willing to address. And I think it's our unwillingness to be vulnerable, our willingness, our unwillingness, excuse me, to be vulnerable, our unwillingness to be humble, and our unwillingness to see our own faults as a nation. We have a lot of issues, you know. Common sense gun legislation. I mean, it, for crying out loud, I mean, it doesn't get more obvious than right now that we need common sense um, gun laws. You know, especially out here in Florida, July first. I mean, there's so many, there's so much new legislation that just um, passed into law. Where we'll see how everything goes. You know, it's crazy. Everybody is able to um, carry a gun <laughs> without a permit. And I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for our our delivery drivers. You know, if they, if they stop at the wrong address on accident, that could end up being fatal. Something simple as that. The people that, you know, people who are Uber drivers or, or do the, the food delivery, the, the gig economy, we might end up having fatalities due to that. They 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 read their address wrong, stopped at the wrong house. Someone felt threatened, and, and, and who know who knows what happens after that? You know, um, we don't want to talk about um, the racism in this country. I think we need to have almost like a forum. We need to just have a huge discussion about it. What fears do you have? What underlying animosity do you have to a particular group of people? Put it on the table. Try to make sense of your feelings. You know, feelings and emotions can be very convoluted. That's why it's important to communicate them and make sure that they actually make sense. I don't want to say make sure that they're valid. You know, people's feelings are valid, but make sure that they actually make sense in the real world. And I think that's what communication is for, you know. What you're feeling, express that to someone and see, does that actually make sense? Do I have a real reason to feel that way? You know, and I, I think we're not willing to do that. I think, and maybe that ties into the individualism again. Um, You know, we, we're not focusing on our community. Everybody's here to get theirs and and that's it. Of course, you're going to have tension. Of course, you're going to have animosity. Of course, you're going to have that competitive mentality where you think of everyone around you as a threat. Instead of everyone around you being almost like a companion, a brother, a shoulder to lean on, you know. You know, I, I have friends in other countries and they tell me stuff that goes on there where it's like, wow, that would never, never, ever in a million years happen out here never ever in a million years would that happen out here you know what i'm saying and i think it's so cool I, I, like for example i have a friend and he told me in his country 
people, you know, if they forgot something, say they, they came out of the store and they have a baby with them and maybe they left something in the store, they would literally hand their kid over to a random person that they don't know and be like, hey, hold my kid for a couple minutes while I go get what I left out of the store. In America, that's unheard of. You know, and I thought it was a really interesting concept. Like, people trust their average, um, just the average citizen in other countries. They trust you with their child. They don't know you. They don't have any ties to you. But it's just the, the, the collective culture of that society where it's not seen as weird or it's not seen as reckless to just hand your child to someone else for a couple minutes. It's not like you're abandoning your child. You left something in the store and you don't want to carry them back in there to get it. You just want to get it real quick and come back. But in America, that's completely unheard of. I mean, it's just so, so weird, you know? And I think that's something that we need to talk about. We need to talk about our, our arrogance towards the, the world as a whole. We really need to address that. We really need to, talk about our own faults almost like the country looks in the mirror it says yo yes we are great america is great ain't nobody trying to bash the country because the country has done great things over the course of its history but it also has done incredibly heinous things over the course of history and i think we need to have real conversations about um our, our faults, you know, it's almost like on the individual level where you take accountability for your own faults. Us as a nation, we need to take accountability for our our national faults. Over the course of history, we got to rewrite those wrongs, try to make amends. It's the same thing that happens on the individual level that that happens on the, the national level, because a nation is just um, a, a collection of individuals really that's all it is it's just a, a collection of individuals and we 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 really gotta um look in that mirror you know i'm talking to the man in the mirror i'm asking him to change his ways i mean we gotta change our ways one one theory that i have one belief that i have is i think your life changes when you're willing to um change your mind it all starts in the mind so if you want to change your individual life you got to be able to change your mind on something on some aspect change your mind on something change your perspective on something so if we want to change this nation we got to change what's going on in the minds of people that are within that nation be willing to look at something from a different perspective don't always think your viewpoint is correct. You know, don't take an arrogant, um, an arrogant kind of point of view on things, you know? And I think we lack that, you know, honestly, we, we lack humility in this country. We are great, but we're definitely not the greatest. We got a lot of problems and we're not willing to talk about it. We just want to sweep stuff under the rug and hide behind this veil of, american superiority we, we we got problems we got to work on it 340 mass shootings and we're barely halfway through the year that's that's unacceptable as a nation and 
we we need real leadership that's going to really call for um for real fundamental change we need that because at the end of the day i i mean now we kind of get into the political realm and i i want to save this i want to get too deep into this i want to save this for when um the big homie craig scott comes on the air with us and we talk some things but we need change you know and i think we're gonna get that change but it's either gonna be for way better or for way worse you know, it's going to be radical change that we need. You know, we're not addressing our our um, our faults in, in regards to climate climate change. I mean, we're not the only country that's com- um, contributing to climate change, but we are a huge factor. Our policies that we implement, you know, or lack thereof, the policies that we refuse to in- implement. You know, why don't we have high-speed rail? Why don't um, we get off dependency on fossil fuels and stuff like that? Why don't we move on to, you know, electric cars or whatever the case? Why don't we invest more money into um, into uh, public transportation, ramp that up so people don't need cars as much? You know, why don't we, um, I don't know, seek alternative you know there's so there's so many alternatives out there and we just continue to ignore it and a lot of people ignore that the you know the climate crisis even exists and i, I feel like there's just too much evidence and facts out there behind it where I, I just you there's some level of delusion you have to have in order to ignore it you know you you just gotta at some point you just gotta understand it's real we're contributing to it and if we want a an, a habitable planet to live in for our children and our grandchildren we have to do something about it and you can't do something about it if you don't recognize the fact that our attitude our perspective and our behavior towards it is wrong you know so it's crazy it, it it's really crazy it is crazy it's crazy um very very crazy and man when i tell you when i tell you when i tell you we we got a lot of healing to do in the nation and we need change we need real leadership we don't need incremental change we need fundamental change you know what i'm saying it's too many people i see putting up gofundmes to to cover their medical expenses because they just can't afford it you know, they're, they're putting up GoFundMe's trying to raise thousands of dollars. And I mean, too many people in this country are, are, are pressed economically. There's no way that they can come up with that amount of money. We should have socialized um, med- medical, uh, a socialized medical system, I mean, you know. Everybody should be able to see a doctor. I think that would address not only physical issues, mental issues, psychological issues, emotional issues. Because, especially in this country, people work so much. Where I, I think it, it really puts a sever in our in our in our social life, and I think that's where the sense of individualism comes from. You know, everybody's trying to be a billionaire and a millionaire. And when you think about it, it's like when you understand how much money that is, it's like, what are you going to do 
with all that money. In all honesty, what are you going to do with that? Billions of dollars? Like I don't. I, sometimes I, I wonder if people understand exactly how much money that is. But that's what everybody's striving for, and they're, they're willing to step on each other's toes. They're willing to undermine each other. They're willing to sabotage each other and it's when when you see that kind of behavior i mean it's no surprise that hey you know of course it's gonna be mass shootings of course it's gonna be violence i mean every time we watch the news nowadays it's like you rarely hear positive news i mean rarely every time i turn on the news it's like record high temperatures reached in texas another mass shooting people dead another person dying at the hands of police brutality you know um another oil extraction project you know um you know more plastic ends up in our seas it's like i i mean oh my god and really we we need leadership to change that yeah we can all do little stuff in our own personal lives and that helps i'm not trying to minimize that but we need real policy we need real structural change in the way that we conduct ourselves in america you know and and very very uncomfortable conversations have to be had they have to uncomfortable conversations have to be had in order to grow it you know one theory that i i have is you know comfort and, and and growth can't exist in the same place it just can't you know you can't have them both at the same time if we really want to grow we really got to have uncomfortable conversations about racial issues in america you know social issues in america international issues you know and what I, by that i mean like foreign policy the way we our our perspective on our supposed role in the global space we need to have conversations about that um policing in this country you know you know you know bigotry in this country issues issues on public issues we, we gotta address them if we're gonna grow and i hope we get to that point because if we don't i mean things are just gonna get worse we're gonna get worse and worse and worse and and again it just it goes back to that humility and i, I hope we get to that point because I, I feel like much of america is waiting on a big change and that change can either be in a positive direction or a negative direction but either way change is gonna happen and i honestly hope we get that change in the right direction because the american people can't take this for too much longer they can't take the emotional stress that this country puts you puts you under you know the financial stress that people are under average americans you know living paycheck to paycheck it's hard out here i talk to friends from other countries and i kind of let them know like the reality because you know from the outside in people look and they they know that america is the richest country in the world we probably won't be for long you know china's right on our tail but 
they think like the average person has a lot of money out here and it's like yeah we have a lot of money when we when you think of our money compared to your money but when you think of the amount of expenses that people have and the lack of security that you have in this country you know i, I heard that you know the average american can't even afford a surprise $400 expenditure that's crazy they got to pay $400 for something that it just comes out of nowhere they don't they can't do it you know and, and that's crazy you know what i'm saying and i mean there's so much that we got to work on you know i i got to um get into the, the interview you know Craig Scott is coming at um 9 p.m. See, I'll stay tuned for that. But I, I really want to address that. You know, the central underlying topic of this week's show is healing the soul of America. And um Yeah, man, it, it's crazy. Yo, hello, you there? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Oh, it's Craig Scott, he's here. Yes, I yeah, am okay. here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned, man. We got an interview with Craig Scott coming very, very soon. I'm going to play a track real quick, and we'll be right back. You know what I'm saying? I was vibing with some um, Erica Badu. This next track that I got by her is um, Drama. Y'all stay tuned. Be right back. We're going to do the interview real soon. All right? Choo! Progress.
right, uh, all right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones, on the ones and twos. And, man, I told y'all, 9 o'clock, we're coming with the interview. I got the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend. You know what I'm saying? Actor slash activist Craig Scott is in the building. So we just want to welcome you to the show and for those that haven't seen, you know, prior interviews that we've done in the past, go ahead and let them know, you know, your name, where you're from, and where they could follow you at, real quick. My bad, y'all. I was on mute the whole time. I was on mute the whole time. I'm going to start that over again, you know what I'm saying? We're back. You know what I'm saying? It's your main man, DJ yes, Melo Jones. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This, you know what I'm saying? I'm back, and I told y'all we coming with the interview. I got the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> actor slash activist, Craig Scott himself. So everyone that hasn't um tuned in to um one of our prior interviews, go ahead and let them know your name, where you're from, and where they can follow you at real quick. Okay, real quick. Uh, what's happening? My name is uh, Craig Scott. I'm uh, originally from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, currently living in uh, North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina. Um, you can follow me on uh, IG under C-A-N-D-S. Those uh, initials stand for Can a Nigga Do Shakespeare, which is my um, uh, new movie, independent uh, film that's currently streaming on Tubi uh, via uh, Dame Dash Studios. And uh, that's, that's who I am. Y'all heard it first, man. That's who he is. So make sure y'all go follow him. Make sure y'all support that movie. I watched it myself. Very, very well done. This man is trained. Been in the <laughs> same room as Tupac, Jada Pinkett. Yeah, that's right. He's done his thing. So y'all make sure y'all go get the Tubi app, tune in, support. Can a nigga do Shakespeare? Very, very amazing production. And... We're here to talk some things, man. I'm talking some things. I got Craig Scott back on the show. Big homie Craig Scott. Yes, We're going to talk some things. Always a pleasure, man. I yes. always appreciate this, man. Yes, yes, Real. yes. It's a pleasure <laughs> having you back. And the last song I played is very, very fitting to what I want to talk about. It was actually Drama by Erica Badu. And she was saying, <laughs> how can you go on if you still have pain? And the, the, the central underlying topic of this week's show is healing the soul mm. of America. We wow. have okay. issues. That's a hell of a subject right You there. know what yeah. I'm saying? We got issues, and I feel like <laughs> us collectively as a nation, we're not humble enough to address mm. them. You know, we love to say, you know, make America great again. Make America great. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And America <laughs> is great. I'm not, like I was saying when I, when I was going in on the central underlying topic, America is great, and that's why a lot of people immigrate here. But we also have a lot of issues that we need to address. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just the other day, there was actually um, a mass shooting in your hometown of Baltimore. I don't know if you if you heard about it. It was on the no, news. No, I, I certainly haven't. There was no. a mass shoot In the past week, there was about three, at least three mass shootings. On July 4th, there was two. And that's, that's, that's probably why I'm not hearing about it because it's becoming so common now that people ain't even, you know, <laughs> they ain't yeah. even reporting about it anymore. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's unfortunate. You know, July 4th just happened. Happy, happy birthday, America. 
But on that day, two <laughs> mass shootings happened, one in Philadelphia and the other one in uh, Houston, Texas, I believe. I know it was in Texas, but I'm not wow. sure exactly the city. And I, I, I was like, I got to talk about that, man. It's been over 340 mm. mass shootings in the U.S. It, this year so far. We only like a hundred and eight. Just in this year, so far in this year, so far, you know. Out of here! I'm, this is just the middle of the year. It's just the middle of the year. We already had over three hundred and forty mass shootings, and I know that for a fact. Y'all could quote me on that, a hundred percent. And it's crazy. And I'm like, we gotta talk about this. This is not. Okay, that's a ridiculous mm. number of mass shootings. And I feel like, uh, what's going on with the soul of America? I don't know if you know it, but down here in Florida, July 1st, any it's it's open carry. Anybody can get a gun without a permit. Nah, get out of Anybody, here. 14-year-old boy could walk into Walmart. If he got the money for a gun, he can get it and then proceed to shoot up Walmart because he felt threatened. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what is going on with the soul and, you know, of America? The, the return of the wild, wild west. You know what I mean? Wild, <laughs> wild west. And I, I was like, I mean, we got to talk about this, man. It, it's wow. crazy. What is going on to our democracy, our society? Who are wow. we as a people where we're saying anybody can walk around with a gun? Hmm. Um. No, no permit, no nothing, and and I think it ties into a lot more stuff. Like, just the culture is off, man. Like I was saying, like <laughs> people. Well, you know what's mm-hmm. what's 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 interesting is um, because it's something that I, I I think about a lot, and um, usually I don't address it, especially in like public forums like this. But since you know you seem to be really um, you know searching for some sort of answer or just just another idea as to what's what's going on and i don't know how you know how biblical or how faith-based you know your audience may be or what have you but most people are familiar with the stories in the bible so i'll use that as a reference so that people can at least understand it whether you believe it or not or have faith in it or not, you know, that's something else, but it's just something to consider. In the Bible, there's the story about these people who were in a foreign land for 400 years, held in that foreign land in the Bible, they called it Egypt, and how Egypt kept them for enslaved and all of this, you know, sort of stuff. And at the end of that 400 years, God chose someone named Moses to go to the government of Pharaoh and the government of Egypt and tell them, listen, you got to let these people go. You got to free, you know, free them. And when the Pharaoh and the government didn't allow them to go, plagues began to hit that, that nation, that kingdom. And interestingly enough that, uh, cause I was, it, it just came to me today of all of the plagues, none of the plagues was that some foreign army was going to invade Egypt. All of the plagues were internal, internal problems. And the internal problems got so bad until then the people of Egypt and the government of Egypt say, okay, we got to let these people go. But even after they did that, they still tried to pursue them and they ended up losing, you know, a a significant portion of, of their army. Now that story, most people are familiar with. 
The question is whether that story was historical, something that happened, you know, thousands of years ago, or if it's prophecy. If it's prophecy, and that's the part I want to talk about, if it's prophecy, is it possible that the Black Americans fulfill the role of the children of Egypt being in bondage for 400 years and the American government and the white American citizens fulfill the role of the Egyptians? If that is true, if that's a possible scenario, that could explain why we are seeing the internal collapse of a country. Because we can't get around it. This is what is going on. Uh, I know the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he was one of the first people that I know of anyway, who talked about this thing about the fall of America. And he said that it was tied into the treatment of the black man and woman in America. And when America wasn't willing to change their treatment of these people, that this was going to compound and speed up, you know, that uh, uh, that destruction. I'm of the mindset to say that I think there's some truth to that, that it's actually a prophecy and that we are literally walking through that prophecy. And what we are seeing is the collapse of America. We are seeing the fall of America. And all of these little things that we're describing, these are all the internal plagues, <laughs> you follow, even until what you were just talking about, this, 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 these school shootings. This, this is an absolute demonstration of Egypt's children being killed. Remember, that was like one of the la that was one of the main things that caused them to say, okay, this is stuff. We are literally seeing this. White America now is being affected by the scourge of uh, drug addiction. White America is now being affected by the scourge of gun violence. White America is being uh, hit with, I mean, they're, they're going through economic problems, loss of jobs, loss of careers. I mean, the whole nine yards. Is it possible that this is tied to your continued mistreatment of the black man and woman in America because we do fulfill that prophecy? So I just, you know, I just, you know, it, it's just on my heart and my mind to, to say that from hearing, you know, what you were just uh, laying out as a possible, you know, possible answer. And, you know, that timeline is crazy because we do know slavery lasted for about 250 years. Mm -hmm. Then we had institutionalized racism for another 100 years on top of that. And then we had basically covert racism in the form of of um, domestic policy in America for the past 50 years. So when you do the math, that's about 400 years. And here we are at the collapse because I'm glad you said that because America is falling. The American empire is falling. Poor people are getting squeezed to the point where there's no market. You know, there's no market. The, mm. You know, these capitalists, they want to they wanna reap from the market. But y'all don't reap mm. and reap and reap. It's almost like you extract from the soil so much mm. that it's just dirt. 
ain't no newt, ain't nothing to extract anymore. You know, it, it's yeah. dirt, it's dead, it's done. Yeah. And it's crazy. I I didn't know that it was four hundred years. I remember that's where we get the um let my people go. Right. That, exactly. That's where we that's get where that from. from. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but I didn't know it was four hundred years and when you broke that down, I was like, Wow, you know. Well, here's some the other interesting math about the 400. So they, the, the official date of slavery as far as uh, blacks being brought here to the, what we call the United States of America started in 1619. 400 years is 2019. And that's the year that we get COVID-19. <laughs> uh, a plague. You, you follow what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and and then when you talk about that last fifty years of covert racism due due to policy, in that same story, there's a a, a a portion where Pharaoh and his people get together and they say, "Let us deal wisely with the children of Israel." You understand? So, it's possible that these people are, or that we both, black and white, we are literally walking through the pages of that story but many of us are blind to that because we are only locked into the concept that this was something that happened three thousand years ago or however you know long they claim that it happened you follow but i'm more of the mindset seeing what we're seeing and what we're actually living through that no i think that's more prophecy than 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 history and maybe it is because it's crazy it's crazy how the math is mathing, man. Like it's adding up. <laughs> That's crazy. You follow what I'm saying? You know, because mm. watch how the the laws they they reversing the affirmative action. They uh they they're reversing the um uh, uh what's this? Oh, the abortion thing. They reverse. They they're going back. What you were just talking about with the guns in in Florida. They're going backwards. They're going back into. Cause see, to their minds. It was a better time 50 years ago. It was a better time 100 years ago. You follow? So they're not they're not looking at it from the point of view of maybe all of this that we are suffering is because of how we're dealing with this certain group of people, but they're not willing to, to entertain that possibility. So now it's all, oh, we got to get back to when it was good. Well, that might not be the problem <laughs> the problem may be in how you are treating these people who are fulfilling this prophecy that's in the book that you say you believe in you follow but if but the fact that they're not willing to entertain that that's also addressed in that story because in the story god says i'm going to harden the hearts of the egyptians so that they won't <laughs> Be willing to change the way they treat the people. You, you follow? It's like, you know, uh, an argument can be made that we are literally living out damn near every word of that story. We're living, you know, we're living it out from the floods, the the diseases, the the, the, the killing. The, the I mean, come on, it's just like, what, how do we? And they can talk all this stuff about China. But the reality is, China's not getting ready to invade us no damn time soon. So just like the plagues in the Bible, none of them involved 
some foreign army coming into Egypt and destroying. No, it's all, this is all internal. <laughs> you follow? So, um, you know, it's like, you know, when you can't find an answer, then maybe you have to start looking into sources that before you were, you know, just kind of disregarding. And I, you know, I just wanted, you know, just take the opportunity to throw that out there. As unpopular as it may be, but just something to consider. Hey, we're picking up what you're putting down, Chris. Scott, 100%. Because it's crazy how that is so much of an accurate parallel to what's going on now. I was just talking about that. We have a lot of internal issues in this country that we fail to address time and time again. Like, I feel like we need to have real conversations about race. Get people of all races, ethnic backgrounds, get like a like a red table talk times a thousand. Yeah, how about that? Get a too. big old red table. Everybody sit around the table. What issues do you have with my people? Put it on the table, mm. bro. Hey, Did a black hey. person step on your toes when you was a kid? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What did they do? Did they bully you yeah. when you was a kid? Did they make <laughs> you feel small? What's really going on, man? Like, we got to talk about it. We got to talk well, I mean, about it, man. Like, yeah, yeah. and I, I, I feel like, you. yeah, in this country, there's so much of a sense of individualism. Mm -hmm. There's a strong sense of individualism, and that puts a sever in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have community, communal conversations like that. Because that's yeah. all it, that's the foundation. It's just a conversation about it. Yeah. It's just addressing what the problem is. What mm. makes you a racist? Is it is just something? Is there something gratification that you get from hating a certain group of people, or was it something that happened a while ago that made you form these racially charged opinions and have these racially charged perspective? What's really going on? Oh, you know no. what I'm saying? Yeah. What's really going on? And I feel like we, us as a country, we we lack the humility. You know, we love to go around saying we're the best country in the world. Like they, they like to say that U.S. is like the police of the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't we know who, that. who gave y'all that title. I don't know what type of arrogance <laughs> you gotta have to 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 take on that type of a title. Yeah. But it's like, come on, you gonna say you the police of the world when you need to be policing your own country because no. we messed up over here. We not doing well as a country nah. and we we're not willing to address that and that's why i said this week's topic this week's underlying topic gotta be healing the soul of the nation if that's even possible like in that story mm -hmm. that you're talking about mm -hmm. did the did the egyptians ever have a red table talk with the with the children of egypt and and all right, of that exactly no no they didn't so so then that's where we get into something that uh um the honorable lewis farrakhan talks about about beating prophecy how it's possible that just because something is prophesied, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to happen. Because if you do some things, you know, differently, you could, you know, you could beat it. So like you said, if the modern day Egyptians would have the red table talk with the modern day Israelites, <laughs> we may be able to heal this land, heal this country, heal the people. But it takes the people who are in power to make that happen. See, those of us who are powerless and we can call for it all day. 
but it's only those people who are in authority and who can, you know, make things happen, who, you know, can make that, you know, make that a reality. And so, you know, until, like you said, the, you know, the, the soul of the country has to be healed, right? Well, you gotta, you know, you gotta be willing to first address whether you believe a soul actually exists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? Like you I'm got, following. you know what I mean? You have a whole lot of basics that we have to cover first in order to get to, you know, get to that healing. The pro, you know, the reality is things are going to have to get worse, especially for you know the majority population before they will humble themselves and begin to be open to, okay, wait a minute, hold up. Maybe we are going at this the wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because our calculations seem to be great, but then when we actually carry them out, they're not coming out the way that we thought, you know, we thought it would. That's 100%. And so now it's just like, okay, if we don't address this, what do you think is going to be that catastrophic event? Or maybe it's going to be a series of catastrophic yeah, events yeah. that yeah. happens. That's finally going to get us to that point. Are we really going to wait until we destroy the planet to the point where the seas rise and everybody underwater? Florida going to be underwater first. <laughs> you know, because, you know, we ride at sea level. We're going to be underwater first. Is yeah, it going to get right. to that point? Are we really going to sit there and let the ozone layer deteriorate? You know what I'm saying? Ain't no yeah, animals right. on the planet no more. Is hey, it really going to get that bad before it gets better? They had a film. I don't. I forget what streaming service it was on, but I think it was called Look Up or Don't Look Up. Mm. Are you familiar with that? I heard something film? like that before, yeah. And what I liked about the film, it was one of those... Um, things that basically is kind of posing the same scenario that you are posing. Like, you know, how far gone are we going to allow things to get before we start making, you know, uh, you know, necessary corrections. What I like about the film is they didn't give you a good, happy ending. Mm. They literally showed you things getting to the point where the world was literally destroyed. A handful of people got onto a spaceship flew off to some other planet. Do you understand? <laughs> so the film basically gives you the, uh, the the idea that if people don't wake up, don't become uh, more involved and take more positive actions, no, things can get catastrophic. And don't sit back on your butt thinking, oh, you know, something's just going to kind of take care of this on its own. No, it's it's not. If we as individuals and groups and communities and families don't make the effort to change, then yeah, man, things things can get to that point where, you know, yeah, the whole Florida's under sea and <laughs> the other part of the world is on fire. Yeah, I listen, all of that is possible. There's no, there's, there's no question about that. All of it's possible, and it's like, I, I hope we don't get to that point. That's why I'm like, I feel like we got, because there's good people in the world. I know that. that I, no one will ever be able to convince me otherwise. There's people who care about this planet 100%. There's people who used to be bigots, racists, or, you know, put in any type of derogatory term 
they used to be that, but they healed within themselves. So, I guess, I mean, now we're getting into politics because, like you said, our leadership has to be on board first. (laughs) And we can't because of that undue influence of money in Mm. our politics. You know, a lot of people, they think, you know, the Republicans ain't shit. But now they're realizing, honestly, a lot of the Democrats ain't shit neither. Exactly. So us as people, as the American people, we're just like, what do we do? They make it seem like we're, there's freedom here. You can vote for whoever you want. And right. really? Can we, though? <laughs> like, yeah, you can vote for whoever you want as long as he doesn't win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, there's a poll that says the majority of people in the Democratic Party do not want Biden to run again. No. We're hey, happy that you it. we're happy that you defeated Trump, bro. <laughs> we're gonna get you a little medallion for that. You're gonna go down in history. You know what I'm saying? We we give you your props. Kudos to, to, to Biden. You defeated Trump, bro. We needed that. We could not take that L. We couldn't <laughs> lose to Trump again. Them racists was getting too confident out here, man. Like yeah, them, ra- them undercover racists was getting too confident out here. It was about to yeah. get really bad. But it's like, bro, you're about to be 82. Mm. Let's give it a rest. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the American people, we want to hear other voices. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. right now, I don't know if you know, but the DNC is basically trying to give Biden the um the, the nomination. Mm-hmm. And right. I feel like exactly. if they do that, a lot of people are going to stay home because they exactly. feel like, well, if we don't get a say in who we made it clear that we don't think he should run again. We're happy that you defeated Trump. So why you, as the the DNC, the Democratic uh, National Committee or National Council, mm-hmm. right. why aren't y'all listening and taking heed to what we've expressed? We we did polls and we showed <laughs> we happy homeboy beat Trump, but we want somebody else for the nomination. And they're just like, you know, we're the Democratic elites. <laughs> we got this. We know more about politics than y'all. But it's like, we are the constituents. We are the voters. So if you're not advocating for us, then we're not going to advocate for you when it's when we at the ballot box. It's like, you can't just be a bully within the party like that. And I, I, like, I feel like this upcoming election, it's either we're going to get fascism or we're going to get socialism. It's going to be one or the other. Like, I feel like American people, we want change. It's too many people who are under economic stress. So something got to hit the fan soon. It's either we're going to hit the fan to the point where what's going on in Florida is going on on a national level. Or we get what people have been, people on both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, have been striving for for decades mm. now, you know, universal health care, you know, cancellation mm. of the student debt, you know what right. I'm saying? More investment in green energy. 
and stuff like that. People on both sides of the aisle advocate for that, you know, to different right. extents. Obviously, the Republicans not going to advocate for it as strongly as right. maybe progressives and stuff like that will, but they still want it because they, you can't deny climate change at this point. You mm. can't deny the economic stress that people are under. You can't deny the mental health pr- crisis that we have right. in this country, and I think that explains why we have so many mass shootings people don't got nobody to talk to they don't they don't got nobody to talk to about their feelings their emotions it's so cold here that sense of individualism people see each other as competition a threat you're you're not my fellow citizen you could be trying to take my job you could be trying to you know what i'm saying uh, mm. take my house from underneath my feet. You could be trying yeah. to sleep with my wife. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's mm. like there's no trust right. amongst um the American people, amongst their mm. their their each other. Basically, there's no <laughs> trust. So if mm. there's no trust, how you gonna have a sense of of community? It's almost like mm. a, you in a relationship with somebody and they don't trust you. How you gonna mm. have <laughs> a real relationship? If there's no trust, how are we going to have a real community if there's no trust in fellow citizens of the community? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Well, well, here's here's another uh, out-of-the-box concept. (laughs) When you talk about the the DNC and dealing with uh, um, Biden, what if the political elites behind the DNC really want Trump to get back in the office. Look at the amount of money that was made under Trump by the Pelosi's, by uh, the Schumer's. Listen, man, they got fat. They made a lot of money. Biden's administration, baby, it's hurting everybody's pockets. Even the big boys, you understand? Uh, he 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 went into this this thing supporting the Ukrainian war and all that sort of stuff. But the American defense companies they're not making the type of money off of it that they made off of the Iraq situation. People are just you know you know listen man you know people are going to talk the oh yeah Biden Biden but the bottom line bro is he has decimated America's corporate profits. There's no getting around it. So, (laughs) to be wise, yeah, I know the supporters of the Democratic Party want another, you know, leader. They need somebody else. This guy's totally not qualified and able to handle this uh, role. That's clear. But, (laughs) we want the other guy to come back without us saying that we want him back. Wow. I so never thought if, about it like that. What if that's really the... What if that's what's really they, going on? Exactly. Y'all undercover Republicans, what's going? What's really going on? I mean, because, you know, it's the thing where no one can argue that the corporate community is basically dictating American policy, American politics. That's 100%. Right? Uh, and let's face it, if it wasn't for COVID-19, Trump would have been reelected. There's no yes, getting around. You're right. Okay. You're very right. So, who knows? <laughs> Some powerful people may have been very disapp- 
disappointed with Biden being the the one to win because they understood that it was going to hurt them economically. It was going to hurt them, you know, uh, financially. And there's really nothing that Biden has done to do, you know, to really be uh, appeasing or appealing to that corporate community. So, you know, hey, man, as long as he wants to run, we'll back him. Yeah, Joe, get off to be you. You know what I'm saying? While they know that the emperor has no clothes and, you know what I mean, the people will, you know, will see it. And, and, and so I say it all the time is, man, listen, get ready for another Trump presidency. It's just what's going to happen. Short of Michelle Obama running for president, what else, what, what other option do you have that's going to generate the kind of energy, the kind of excitement, the kind of controversy that uh, Trump is going to be? And, you know, listen, they're doing everything they can to try to, you know, keep him from uh, running. But if he if if he uh, ends up unscathed by all of these indictments and charges, then listen, man, you're looking at your next president. No, that's a hundred percent. And I, I, I think you really have an interesting take on the situation because there are other people in the Democratic Party who are yeah. trying to debate Biden to get their <laughs> voice on a national level, and they're getting so much obstruction from the DNC, which is weird because it's like, if Biden gets the nomination, we're gonna lose. If somehow Biden passes away, God forbid, and Ooh. Kamala gets the nomination, <laughs> we are definitely going to lose. <laughs> so it's like there are people who are trying to just have debate, trying to exercise democracy. You know what I'm mm. saying? If right, the American right. people aren't happy with their president, they're probably right. not going to vote him back in office. So why not? have a debate Find if he else. wins the debate fair and square then cool but they but, know he's not mm. listen the man cannot speak for 10 minutes straight without sounding like he's just lost his mind it's just you can't get around that i don't care how much you you know oh yeah okay yeah you can be pro-democratic party but there's some things that you just can't deny it's, he's just not mentally there anymore. It's, it's not going to work. And mm -hmm. they know that he is just as vulnerable to a, a democratic challenge as far as on a debate situation as he is against Trump. So that's why they don't want to subject him to that. They want him to be subjected to it during the primary against him and Trump. Trump's going to mop the floor up with him. And boom, here we go. That's That's what they want. You follow what I'm saying? At the end of the day, the D's and the R's, they basically want the same thing. Because the there's just no getting around. Because look at what's going on on the on 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 the right. DeSantis is the DeSantis. That man is crazy. <laughs> this is who man. you have. You know what I mean? Like the Trump wannabe, sort of. Like, come on, man. This is Trump this mini is making me. no sense. <laughs> You follow what I'm saying? Unless you understand that the script is already written. You know what I mean? This is, we, we can't fathom the amount of financial and economic profit that was made 
during this man's presidency. He was so he was so profound in 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 making money for America that even Black Americans were saying, "Yo, man, we we getting it out here." You know what I'm saying? Like Black entrepreneurship was going through the roof. Black unemployment was 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 coming down like historical. Come on, like this, you know, the, the dude created an economic juggernaut, and it took a global pandemic to erase all that. But people who were well, there, they they know. So now after that's done, man, we're looking at Joe like, okay, Joe, uh, are you going to put the people back to work? And uh, nah, so-and-so's laying off and such and such laying off. Man, Trump was telling companies, nah, you, you, you can't uh, uh, build no other manufacturing in some other country. You're going to have to do it here. And if you don't do it, I'm going to put a tariff on I mean, come on. You can't get around that stuff. It worked. It, it worked. And people, and, and, and people, money people behind the scenes understand it. That's 100%. And the more I hear you talk about, you know, your perspective on it, the more I'm really starting to believe it. It's, we are literally looking at an erosion of our democracy. Like, those people who are making money behind mm-hmm. the scenes in the Democratic Party. To are going to push him through because they know he's going to lose. We're going to have Trump back in there, but they don't want to publicly <laughs> right. deal with the backlash. There you go. That's All crazy, though. Show, it's just baby. like, no it, business they call like it a dog business. and pony show. Dog and yeah. pony show. That's it's really what's going on. And it's called politics. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, they rich regardless of who in office. So it's not like, you an average well, American. But it's all relative, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I can be rich with Biden, but I can I be rich, rich. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You know? So it's like, you know, and I think that we as, as black Americans, we got to start looking at politics more from that angle as opposed to which white politician we like more, which white politician we like less. Like that is to me, that's just, that's just not intelligent. I don't care how much it, I understand it appeals to your emotion, to your soul and all this other stuff. But when it comes to politics, this is about calculations. This is about facts, figures. You gotta make the hard decisions and the hard choices so that you will benefit in the long run, as opposed to kind of just, you know, quelling your emotions at the moment that you cast your ballot. And then for the next four years, you're suffering every day. Like, you know, it's crazy. Biden came into office, man, and listen, taxes is, is, he lied. Oh, we're only going to tax the rich. No, everybody got it across the board. Working class, middle class, man, everybody got it. So, you know what I mean? You know, these, these, these are the things that, um, you know, people are going to have to start, you know, considering our people specifically have to start considering prior to them, you know, casting these ballots. That's a hundred percent. And it's, it's food for thought because you realize the Democrats and the Republicans are way more similar than they are different. And that's, that's crazy. And I want to ask you something. So this story about the Egyptians and the Israelites, after the mm-hmm. 400 years, right. 
what happened to the Israelites? We'll see if there's some element of that prophecy that might end up being a parallel in today's time. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is uh, in the story, uh, the, Is the Israelites, one, receive reparations. They, lit they literally get the gold, the silver, the, you know, the wealth of the of, of Egypt given to them. And they, you know, eventually basically escape, and, you know, they go off. And ultimately, they develop and build a nation of their own. That's how the story, you know, that's how the story goes. <laughs> you follow what I mean? So, you know, it's an interesting thing when you hear, uh, you know, politicians on either side, whether white or black, Republican or Democrat, say that they have an issue with the subject of reparations, but they'll turn around and say that they're Christians, say that they believe in the Bible and all this sort of stuff. Well, in the Bible, <laughs> the children of Israel were given reparations for all of the for that four hundred years of uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So once again, are the hearts and minds of the modern day Egypt just so blind and, and just hardened that they just will not entertain it? So if they won't entertain it then we know what comes from that. You know what I'm saying? And we are living it steadily, day by day, day by day, day by day. You follow me? So, mm. but yeah, that's according to the story. That's, 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 that's how. But that's interesting though, because basically er the majority of the details from the story are mm. an exact parallel to what's going on today. So who yeah, knows? Maybe that ending of the story is going to be an exact, maybe um, it's going to manifest itself in mm -hmm. some way in today's time. Because like I told you, I feel like it's either this next election, we either going down the rabbit hole of fascism or we going mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole of socialism. There's just, there's no, Americans are done with this, kind of in the middle we're not going yeah, left right, right. we're not going right exactly. we're kind of just stuck exactly. in the middle Jeez. so it's either shit gonna hit the fan floodgates open universal yeah. health care reparations for black people you know what i'm saying free mm. college tuition you know livable wage for everybody like mm. shit is either gonna go way left or it's gonna <laughs> go way right where they say everything that's going on in florida is nationwide it's the mm. purge baby Everybody gets a gun. You don't need a permit. You could be a toddler. If you got the bands, we're giving you a gun. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, I know this isn't applying to uh, people with uh, felonies and convictions. I don't know the details on it, but I do know it's open carry where you don't need a permit. I don't even think they do. Oh, oh you don't need a permit to You to, don't to need carry. a permit. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Right, right. So right. if you got the money... You can do it. Maybe right. they'll still do a background check or whatever, right, right, right. but ain't no mental health evaluations being conducted. <laughs> so felony or not, you don't right. know the mental state of these people. Yeah, right. So it's going to be the purge where it's going to be like GTA, Grand Theft Auto. Right. It's real life. 
It's gonna be well, a real life video they, game. They, they, listen, they preparing you. They prepare. They they prepared you for that with the movies, with the games, with the you know the books. Listen, man, it, it is what it is. I, I, but I, I want to. I want to. Um, I'm willing to, you know, say in the public, and because we don't give enough credit to our own leaders especially past leaders, for just how profound they were, how enlightened they were about what was really going on. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said this decades ago. He wrote a book called The Fall of America. Go read that book. <laughs> Go listen to that man's lectures. Because just about everything this man talked about is happening. Well, he talked about this whole thing about the UFO stuff. How they were going to build a space station and call themselves, they're going to fight with these uh, UFOs. and all. Come on, man. The man laid everything out for you. And it's literally happening right in front of your face. So at some point, you know, you got to be willing to, you know, give credit where credit is due. And his whole concept was all of this is due to the fact that you're dealing with a group of people who just can't they almost like they can't, they can't even force themselves to deal with the descendants of the, the slaves as equal people, as equal citizens. They just can't pull themselves to do it. Pay attention to something, right? They're so, they're so in tune with that. Barack Obama is not a descendant of slaves. The black woman that they just put in the Supreme Court She's not a descendant of the American slaves. Kamala Harris, she's uh, East Indian, but so, you know what I mean? I mean, we can go on and on. Like they are deliberately doing everything they can to make sure that people who, you know, are descendant of the actual slaves here in America aren't in, aren't in any kind of positions of power. So that when the issue of reparations come, they can use a black face like her to say, no, we shouldn't have it. They can use a black face like Barack. No, 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 we shouldn't have it. Peep it. Well, that's the reason why they individually don't feel any immediate connection to the issue because they don't actually descend from right. that people. Who feels it knows it. Right, right. You right, understand? Right. So you have to, you know, go back to the story, man. Let us deal wisely with them and this is what we're seeing these these are calculated moves man these you know what i'm saying like they they know what they're doing and 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 you can see the results because um i swear i can't i can't remember the sister's name the uh the first black woman to become the uh supreme court justice oh uh katanji or something like that right katanji right yeah. When she was going through her uh, uh, hearings or whatever, how many times did they ask her about the issue about reparations? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> did they ask her about it? Like at least once? I, of course not. You understand? <laughs> because that's why they need her on that. Everybody knows Clarence Thomas is going to say no, but everybody sees Clarence Thomas as Uncle Tom, which he is, right? So to give it some kind of legitimacy, 
well, if you got this black woman here who, you know, she's no Uncle Tom, she's a super liberal, all this sort of stuff. If she says she's not with it, you understand what's going, what's happening? You know what I mean? And they understood mm. that from all of, you know, they, they look at the, they look at these people's decisions, their background, you know, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh, uh, what's his name? Cory Booker. He's another one. Oh, no, I don't get that where she wants it. Kamala Harris. He's another one. Oh, no, 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 no. You understand? So what are we really dealing with? Okay. It's It's crazy. It's great because it's like it makes logical sense when you look in history. All of the people who were wronged in a major way got reparations. The, exactly. the Japanese got exactly. reparations after exactly. the, the the bombings in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, the exactly. the the Jews of Europe got reparations mm -hmm. after the Holocaust. They got eighty nine billion dollars from Germany. Mm -hmm. So we've yeah. seen in history that. It's happened, and that's what has um, kind of reestablished a healthy relationship between the two parties, mm. you know, and there's yeah. a, several, a certain level of peace. Obviously, you can't unwrite what was done, peace. but at least it's more than an apology, you know what I'm saying? Peace. If I take peace. five bands from you, <laughs> and me saying I'm sorry is not going to be good enough, you're going to be like, oh, no. well, thank you, Mellow, but... Yeah, rub right. me my money back. <laughs> you know money. what I'm saying? Like, rub me my money back. You know, and it's like it's crazy. Once it's black people, they don't want to give it back, and then they want to turn around and shame black nations for their lack of of development. It, it's crazy. It's almost like you 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 take a shit, you walk away, mm -hmm. and then you turn around and be like, I wonder why it stinks. Exactly. It's weird. It's like exactly. Well, this is listen. It, you know, you're dealing with people who are relatively like children. You understand? The Western man thinks like a child. In this sense, he only is thinking about immediate things. You follow? So he makes decisions that are advantageous to him in the immediate, in the now. What's going to happen to his kids three, four generations past, he really doesn't give a damn about. He, he doesn't. He couldn't. You understand? Because he would make decisions that would reflect that. Like, wow, man, uh, if we continue to do this, how is this going to affect my great-grandchild? That's not a pressing issue for him. You understand? So you go, you went all over the world, man. You literally went all over the world, not figuratively, but you literally, literally. went all over the world and extracted all of the wealth, all of the minerals, all of the, the mines. Because let's, let's talk about the brain drain that the Western world did to Asia, Africa, and every other place. And now you're sitting back wondering why everybody is salivating at the mouth <laughs> at your wealth while they're stuck in poverty. Eh, come on, man. Stop acting like you didn't have a hand in this. Of course you did. So, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, 
It's a legacy that they're now dumping in the lap of their own children. And the, and the kids don't know what to do with it. They really don't. Your, 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 your average 30 to 50 year old white leader right now has no idea how to address the problem that his great, great grandfather left for him. So they're now turning on themselves. Because what you're talking about this upcoming election, whoever wins, what's it going to lead to? We're talking about a civil war. I don't care who wins. I'm not talking about a civil war between whites and blacks. I'm talking about among white Americans. They are going to be at each other's throats. This is the play. This is this is the fulfillment of the prophecy. What else was supposed to happen? You're not even learning from your own history. You know what I found out? They um, this is a very interesting uh, history I didn't know about. Uh, John Brown, the white uh, uh, abolitionist who you know was fighting against slavery, come to find out, not only did he lose his life. But his sons, two of his sons were killed in this whole abolitionist uh, uh, struggle. So right before they were to execute John Brown, John Brown made a prophecy. And he told the white people, you are going to spill more blood between yourselves because of this issue. And soon after he died, that's when the Civil War broke. Now, with that history, these people know that history. They're on the verge of doing it all over again for the same reason. Yeah, not really understanding history, no. not learning from history, because history no, has no. a way of repeating itself. It's going to end the question. It's and happening. it's crazy. Like, I, I never expected you to bring up that prophecy, that story, but it's like, it's crazy how the math was mathing. Ever, ever. Since the beginning, it it was math, and like I was like, wait, four hundred years, two hundred and fifty years it. of slavery, hundred years it. of segregation, fifty years of of covert racism. That's about right. It's shit. It's about no time question. for shit to hit the fan. It's crazy. Sixteen nineteen to twenty nineteen. COVID. Here we go, and it's 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 on. <laughs> it's been. On. It's interesting. And, you know, it's and interesting, it's, and, and that's what it's leading to. You know, basically, that's what it's it's leading to. Mm. Sit back. <laughs> and let them work it out. Get your popcorn. Get, get your popcorn don't, and let don't it work get out. Caught up in it. Don't get caught up in it. Because they don't even know why they're at each other's throat. It's because of their unwillingness to correct and address the wrong that was done to us as a people. Their own book tells them. Honor your mother and your father so that your days will be long. Sorry, y'all didn't come to this planet from some other planet. That's not how you got it. You came, you came here by the scrotum and the womb of black men and women. That's who you descend from. That's your mother and your father. Period, man. Ain't no way around it. That's the ugly truth. Hey, you accept understand? it. Accept it. And but they having a problem accepting that. So now they gotta, you know, they gotta kill each other. <laughs> Hey, oh, we, it's situation. like what it's like what Craig Scott said. Get your popcorn. Don't get too involved in it. The uh, purge uh, is happening. Revolution yeah. will not be televised. So televised. make sure you enjoy the moment. <laughs> and um, 
sit back and relax. And honestly, I wish we had more time yeah, to, right. um, to dive deeper. But I just want to thank Craig Scott, man, because when I tell you, you gave me so much food for thought, man. Like yeah, That's the idea, man, just to give you something to think about. That's all. Food for thought, 100%. So I thank Craig Scott, actor slash activist, for your oh, time. Oh, oh, uh, let me I'll say this one thing before I go, because Tim wanted me to, one, give you a, a shout out. Okay. Uh, you know, Tim became a partner, uh, the executive producer of the film. Mm. He thanks you so much for, you know, all of these opportunities. And he also wanted to uh, let, you, let you and your audience know that we're working behind the scenes to get the film on more platforms. And specifically, we're trying to get it on Netflix. He's talking oh. to some people behind, yeah, he's talking to some people behind the scenes. And just try, you know, try to make that happen. So keep y'all it, heard know, keep that first. Out. Make sure y'all go yeah. follow, follow actor slash activist Craig Scott. Follow Tim McCain as well, and uh, support this man and what he's doing. He has a credible, incredible story, and I'm so excited to see what you have in store. So that hit that has been my time for this week's episode of the Groove Live Show. As y'all know, we here every Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. right here on WKMT DB the Great FM. DJ Melo Jones, Craig Scott signing out. Y'all have a good night. Stay safe.